Hello and welcome to the Five Song Mixtape, where we discuss a new mix each and every week. My name is Michael. My name is Chester the Cheetah with Feline AIDS. <laughs> and I am Billie Eilish's left titty. Oh, why I finally get one? to see it. <laughs> yeah, I'm only going to show you one, though. I've been looking. But why the left one? Do you I'm prefer a one. left titty? <laughs> I'm just looking at it right now. Oh. <laughs> Wait, are, we talking, are we talking left from my perspective or from your perspective? Oh, I, can't, I don't have my glasses on. Oh, no. I'm showing her, <laughs> oh, titty Vic. Shit. Okay. Afford. Let me let me let me no, see no. if I approve of the left one. No, just let me see. Let me see. <laughs> yeah, he's the left one. Yeah, it's the left yep. one. Okay, see. What All part right. of your body you think best represents her nipple? Mm. <laughs> Bill <Button. laughs> I was gonna say my penis. <laughs> <laughs> A little thing that hangs out. <laughs> Short little thing hanging out. Yeah. Surrounded by areolas. Yeah. <laughs> is it because when people see it now, do they ask, is that a third nipple? Yeah. <laughs> he must be scared and sucked it in. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he's got an any. Yeah. Uh. yeah, so I'm RJ. Uh, I, I remember when I was in uh, high school, I was at a wrestling tournament. Um, I forget where. But there was a kid who had his belly button on his back. What? what? That's yeah. his asshole. Dude, it was bizarre. I remember, like, because I just, you have to weigh in, right? And I just remember everyone being like, do you see that fucking kid's back? <laughs> like, his belly button was just on his back. It was the weirdest shit ever. <laughs> he came out backwards. Yeah. And I want to say it was, like, up north somewhere, like, maybe in Paradise or Redding. So it's, who knows? Oh, I thought you meant up north on his <laughs> yeah, body. Like on his like between his shoulders? He's <laughs> an upside down boy. <laughs> No, it's just where your belly button would be, but just on his back. <laughs> did he have a Did he have a normal one on the front too? No, he had nothing on the front. Okay, just single belly button guy. Yeah, it's like <laughs> it's straight through. You can like see through. Yeah, him. <laughs> like a kaleidoscope. <laughs> well, I forget I, what surgery people get, but people like for cancer or something, but they'll get like a weird surgery where their belly button goes away. I forgot what it's oh. called. Though. Yeah. That's called Kyle XY syndrome. Yeah. <laughs> I remember Kyle XY. Yeah. He had no belly button because he's I an know. alien. That's so you apparently, could tell. Uh, yeah. So you could tell. Mark Hoppus from Blink Two is cancer free now. Damn, that was quick. Yeah. Damn, he's been eating them babies. <laughs> so you get rid of it. Them Hollywood elites. Yeah. Uh, well, today we're here to talk about owls. Mm-hmm. All owls all the time. <laughs> Uh, I like owls. Oh, I love owls. I have a tattoo of an owl on my leg. Do you? Oh, yeah, I gave it to myself. Really? In prison. Oh. <laughs> I did give it to myself, but not in prison. With what? A tattoo gun that I bought. Oh, you bought one and did it to yourself? Yeah. Oh, that's crazy. I didn't know that. It was fun. Where is it? Is it like... Is your inner above thigh? Above my knee. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> I did a tramp stamp on myself. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Oh, man. Do you think yeah. anyone has their taint tattooed? I was literally just yeah. thinking that. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure they do. Yeah. <laughs> but like, I'll, I'll imagine... let you do that Google search. Ugh, I'll, I'll search it. I've seen some shit. I'm sure there's some assholes tattooed. Oh, yeah. I've seen that. <laughs> yeah. I've seen a video of a girl getting her asshole tattooed, oh, and she yells the N-word. <laughs> and she is white. <laughs> And it's great. Was anyone there black? No. <laughs> no. She was white and she was on meth and her mom was there with her. It was oh, a strange sick. video. I loved it. <laughs> Ooh. 
when you see shit like that, you're like, where are these people? Yeah. <laughs> Why don't I meet them more often? Yeah. I think I do meet them. I just don't spend enough time with them to see that side, you know? Yeah. What's the tell when you meet someone that tells you that their asshole's tattooed? Oh, you know, you got to start with the teeth and the eyes, I'd say. You could look into their eyes and really tell, like, this person definitely has some ink on their ass. I don't even know what I would even get tattooed on my taint, you know? (sighs) Probably, like, some cool words, you know? You can't really have a design down there. Yeah, like a racial slur. Racial slur, yeah, definitely. Yeah, nobody's ever going to see it. Some I, girl's eating your ass. She's like, what's a show? Gotcha. <laughs> you said it. Put it in the swear jar. RJ, it sounds yeah. like you have something to say. I was trying to think of something, you know, entertaining. A different racial slur? No, but I was just like, maybe, I got plenty. You, could, maybe you could say, uh, like, I would get like a, a, a declaration of independence mm-hmm. on it. Mm-hmm. The and whole people thing. would be like, well, people would be like, I can't see it. I'm like, oh, it's all scrunched up. Got to spread it open. You got to undo the scroll. So you see, then I was like, ah, maybe then I could be like, oh, it's a Cheerio. And then I'd be like, it's not a Cheerio. It's all wrinkled up. It's because it's wet. <laughs> Ew. It's all crunchy, pruny, like when you're in the tub too long. But then I decided that was too much. I don't so. think you know how taints look. Yeah, I also. Oh, think I'm that talking about butthole. Your weed. Oh, I'm yeah. on a butthole. Right okay, now. Now. Oh, butthole makes more sense. The okay. way that you yeah, explained yeah. it was that the tattoo stops at the starts at the bottom of your dick, goes down your balls into your taint into mm-hmm. your asshole. Oh, I have yeah. enough room for the declaration. Of <laughs> uh, easy. You got no, saggy taint. Yeah, <laughs> you're easily gonna have to go into the asshole and possibly prolapse yourself to read the rest of it. It's in there somewhere. Yeah. It goes in. Yeah, you have to yeah. go in a little yeah. bit. I'm stealing the Declaration of Independence. That's where we call it the the base drop. It's in there. The good part. Yeah. Yeah, Devin, this is your episode. Yeah. And what is it titled? The owls are not what they seem. I'm I'm excited to for you to explain. Oh, I'm I, so excited too. I've only seen a couple of episodes. Okay. I've never watched the whole thing. Haven't watched the movie or movies. I don't know if okay. it's plural. But uh, okay. So I I tried to finish it this week because I had never finished uh Twin Peaks the Return, which is season three. Um I I'm about halfway through it now. But I lost. I think I lost Showtime like right when it started, and I just never got Showtime ever since. But this week I was like, "Yeah, fuck it. I need to start this again." Um, but I've seen seasons one and two, I think two or three times. Um, there is, there's a lot. There's a lot to explain. I don't know which seasons or which episodes you saw mm-hmm. because uh, if just it's the from this couple of the first season of the first one, okay. Yeah. Because I've tried multiple times with it. It's just I feel like I watched it too late or something. Because it, it does feel yeah. very 90s. The, well, that's the thing. Like, the interesting thing with old television also is that it was traditionally like 24 episodes. And they had a lot of filler type stuff. Mm-hmm. And the story played out, you know, over 24 hours of fucking film. So... Newer shows, they like break down to eight or ten episodes, and it's a lot more. Yeah, seriously, some of these like I'm fine with six. Like Mandalorian, I think did six. Yeah, I was like, cool, great. But it really condenses it, and you don't get that same feeling. But I didn't realize it till going back and watching like Lost, 
Mm-hmm. I'm like, man, there's so much going on here. Like, I know the story. Just <laughs> give me the summary episodes. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. So well, it is a little bit like that. Well, but also starting off. about uh, anime. So, yeah. Yeah. So well, Naruto, there's like 900 episodes. I've seen Jesus. all of them. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> There's Are so we... much filler. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I remember watching Dragon Ball Z for the first oh, time yeah. and being like, too. like, man, That's this like dude's charging up now. for three episodes. Hell yeah, brother. Yeah. Just in space yelling. <laughs> I'm kind of into it, though. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Our old roommate would, uh, he would watch animes and look up a guide to like the essential episodes you need to watch oh, to I fucking hate those fuck that. i know it makes me so it's angry like, that people if you have like to those. if you have to do that then you don't like the show yeah. so just don't watch it you know or just know. read about the story there was something on youtube that you could watch at one point that was just uh they it was just, dragon ball z right yeah they just cut out all the filler and you can just watch it i think i watched part of that yeah did we watch part of it i watched those yeah i think i was watching them <laughs> With yeah, so I much disdain, he just said that to you. Yeah, I know. <laughs> well, fucking it's, it's one of those where I tried fuck. so many times to watch. Like I have, I've seen, I haven't seen all the Dragon Ball Z, but there's so many times where I'm like, I just want to know what happens after that. <laughs> yeah. So literally, I was like, I want to see if this is legit, just to show me, because I'm so curious. I'm not going to put enough time to watch 20 episodes of Goku eating food. Why not? So you, then, go, you go to the strategy. He's guy. hungry, bro. He's been training. He, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I, I watched it and I was literally like, oh, that is what happens in that season. And I was just like, all right. So that literally sums sagas. up. Sagas. Sagas. <laughs> seasons. Did you call Beethoven songs songs? No, they're <laughs> movements, bitch. It's a saga. Sorry for yelling. It's all right. <laughs> so the, the sagas, uh, you know, it's, I was just like, okay, and then I kind of just went through it, and I was like, ah, okay, I see. I see what happens. You don't see anything, RJ. You, you don't, don't even know, it. bro. You miss so much. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, what Go- did he eat? Isn't Goku- what did he eat? Goku's that little monkey thing, right? Oh, my God. Bro, you don't even know. You don't even know what <sighs> Saiyans are. You don't even. You do you even Saiyan, bro? Little, little monkey. monkey. You yeah, mean a money. giant great ape? No. That oh. He's tiny. World destroyers? He's little, tiny little Goku. Oh. He's so cute. Yeah, what about oh. that little black face guy? You don't even know about him, Mr. Yeah, Popo. Mr. Popo? <laughs> you don't even know about Mr. Popo. Yeah, he protects the world. Yeah. Uh, of Earth. No. Of Earth. With Kami. Mm-hmm. Communist. He's a Namekia. <laughs> Chinese guy. He then fuses into Piccolo to Piccolo. save Earth at one point. And then yeah. Dende is then the guardian of Earth. Pic- Piccolo's a green Popo. bitch. Yeah. yeah. They're yeah. Namekians. They're, they're green. They got little pointy things on their uh, forehead. I, I'm past this. You know how I, I remember this, he's I Piccolo? This. Because he's green, and I think of pickles. <laughs> well, yep. <laughs> that makes sense. They have a new character uh, that was just re- uh, just came out in the manga that his name is Cereal, which is pretty like, cool. Like the food? Uh, it's spelled differently. Okay. <laughs> but it's I appreciate that. There's also a new character whose name is Granola. <laughs> also spelled differently. <laughs> I hear... Is there a gay guy named Parfait? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so i think somebody at my work i don't know my uh my pokemon after like the 150 um well quick name all 150 right now <laughs> you said you know <laughs> so literally they said there's a new one that's called like hashtag or something like that like they ran out of ideas so it's like called hashtag i don't know what it looks like but something like that they did a similar thing with the x-men and some of the new characters I th- I don't know you know what it is better, Mike, but mm-hmm. the character was like safe space. 
Oh yeah, the and wolf like characters plus size girl or something. Yeah, I, that wasn't her name, but that was <laughs> what she was. You got it. I mean, they have yeah. a squirrel girl, so they should have a plus size girl. Yeah, I mean, sure. <laughs> Just the names though were like safe space. Really, it's like what is his power? Getting triggered and crying. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, they, I mean, I read about like all the like the powers of them, and I was like, okay, that makes sense. But it's kind of dumb that they're using woke language yeah. to like promote these powers. Like, it's just so it's too on the nose. Whereas, like all the other X Men stuff was really subtle yeah. stuff about like mental illness and LGBT stuff. Yeah. Like, I appreciate that. But this is just like and race. Yeah, and like the new ones, just like this I'm is gender dysphoria yeah <laughs> i don't is, even know what i am <laughs> this is queer face <laughs> whoa bro you can't oh, say that uh, queer face <laughs> queer's a yeah. thing yeah, that's an avenger <laughs> sorry call safe space <laughs> call him in here yeah i don't the 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 word the q word i don't even know if i'm allowed to say it. i don't know who's i don't no, know it's who in is the, the q word <laughs> it's in the it's in the it's in the alphabet it's in the gay alphabet i, I know <laughs> lgbtq plus they added some more recently when i saw it so yeah well that's what the plus is for which i assume the n words in there too so we could say that now <laughs> right is that how it works you can say yeah. all the letters <laughs> that's the best thing about dog the bounty hunter Oh, there's so many good things about him, though. Where do we start? (laughs) Well, I don't know if you're aware, RJ, but Dog spent some time in prison, and he said the brothers gave him a pass to use the (laughs) N-word. Yeah, I would pass. (laughs) And then he got in trouble for using the N-word, and he's like, no one told me I couldn't use it anymore. The brothers gave me a pass. (laughs) Yeah, but the context that he used it in was yelling at his daughter for dating an (laughs) N-word. So it's a little bit different. Than saying what's up, my in. Did he do this on you know? TV? No, on a phone call. Okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he said, "I don't want any in words associated with what we're doing here." Oh, <laughs> like, no. it was but he's part Native American, so it's cool. Sure, <laughs> sure. Native American or smokes meth? Like, <laughs> I'm leaning more towards smokes meth. Yeah. The brothers. The brothers. <laughs> You know he's looking for uh, that yeah. Gabby Petito's. <laughs> he's so fucking ridiculous. I was reading something about it, and one of it, like, and he's hot on the case. You know, he searched the nature preserve and he found a Monster Energy extra energy can, and that was in the article. Like, assuming it's pertaining to this Brian Laundry guy that's missing, but then it came back and it's like it's inconclusive as if this is or if this has anything to do with Brian Laundry's disappearance. It's like. Oh, so you went to the woods and found a can. <laughs> yeah. Like, what? What does that mean, dog? Yeah. Like, you're not doing shit. Right. And he also rated Brian Laundry's survival skills a, like a six out of ten based on other people <laughs> he's tracked in his life. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, God. Yeah. I'm sure he's a good tracker, though. Maybe. Part Native American. Yeah. Or maybe he just was a bounty hunter on an island. <laughs> you know? Try to run. You got a boat? No? I'm going to find you. Like, Oahu's small as fuck. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so this is episode 64. Uh, this is Devin's episode. And the owls are not what they seem. Yeah. Which is all Twin Peaks. It's a Twin Peaks reference from the log lady herself, who just died a couple years ago. What, what does she do? So... She is a woman named Margaret that lives in Twin Peaks. 
and she carries around a log. I feel like I should describe this. Yeah, I want to hear it from your perspective. Go for it. I've, I've seen yeah, it. Yeah, you yeah. tell me. Two tell, me tell me about your log. Yeah. All right, so there's this guy, <laughs> and she calls him, and she's like, what are you seeing? And she's literally sitting in the episode that I saw just holding a log, and the, she's like, the log says this. And she starts to, like, telling him, like, to watch out for, like, all the trees and stuff. And, oh, so she's just like, the log tells me things. And I'm like, oh, that's the log. It's like Ed and Eddie. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> or uh, Plank. Plank, yeah. No, it's a fucking uh, Ren and Snippy. Oh, that they had the toy log. Oh, yeah. Right. Yeah. Which I don't know if it was a reference to Twin Peaks or not now that I'm thinking of it. Oh, maybe. It came out afterwards. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, she's got this log. She's like the town, like, cat lady, basically. Mm-hmm. But instead of a cat, she has a log. And her log tells her things. Um, and her log is like a piece of the forest that she found, I think. I think they, I don't know if they tell too much about it. But uh, one of the points she says, she calls the um, detective agent Cooper, who's there to figure out this murder, that the owls are not what they seem. And uh, it's, it's just cool line like a mysterious line from the show that they and a common theme in twin peaks is they will set up mysteries but not outwardly explain them Mm -hmm. so a lot of it is open to interpretation but it's not like it's not they just don't spell it out for you but they do give you the answers Mm -hmm. but it's not like summed up by a person like oh when she said the owls are not what they seem she really meant that they're the spirits of the forest Mm. like it's just something that's said, and then uh, the show goes on, you know? Mm-hmm. So that's kind of David Lynch's style. Like, he kind of did that with Mulholland Drive, too. Yeah. You know, with, like, the weird fucking lady behind the dumpster mm-hmm. and that guy's nightmare. <laughs> yeah. Which is so creepy. Yeah. But, but yeah, it's, uh, it's just a line from the show, and I'm still honestly not completely sure of what it means. Mm. But... My idea of it is that the owls, because whenever they show up, it's kind of like they're the watchers. And there's this there's this thing with the Black Lodge and the White Lodge. It's all like Native American mythology. And it's kind of like their afterlife type thing or some sort of purgatory. Mm-hmm. And the owls seem to be like the watchers of these people that are either like destined to destined to go pass through to the afterlife or destined to help other people pass through the afterlife or save them from dying. And they just show up at like key times throughout the show really randomly. Um, But yeah, there's a lot of just weird shit like that in it. So if you saw the first few episodes of season one, Mm -hmm. there's not too much weirdness going on there. No, it's pretty straightforward. When you get into the later part of season one and then into season two, that's when it gets gets real funky. Mm-hmm. And then season three, which happened 25 years later, in real time, is a reference to something that was said in the last episode, the season finale, or series finale of the show on season two, where one of the girls says, I'll see you in 25 years, to one of the characters, and they come back exactly 25 years later with this new season that is completely insane. Nice. So if you watch that one, I would say that will not make any sense to you. <laughs> yeah. Because it barely makes sense to me. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'd like to watch them all one day. It's just, it's... It's a lot. Yeah. It's yeah. a lot, and it's just old. 
You know how I actually got into it? Hmm. It's going to sound really stupid, but I I think I had seen an episode when I was a kid because it was on like before or after X-Files or something, sometime around there. And I vaguely remembered the name. And then I watched an episode of the show Psych called <laughs> Dual Spires. Mm-hmm. That is uh, just a throwback episode, and it has a lot of the characters from Twin Peaks in it. Oh, weird. And the episode was so cool, but it was done like really David Lynchian, and I didn't know who David Lynch was at that point. And I was like, what the fuck is this reference to? And then looked up Twin Peaks. I was like, oh, I should watch this sometime. And then started watching. I was like, oh, my God, this was made for me. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. awesome. Yeah. Um, all right. So I think this is going to be a little tricky for you to name our favorite, least favorite, favorite artist. Yeah. Um, the best I could settle on for RJ, favorite, favorite three, least favorite one, and favorite artist three. I just went with same, same, same. For Mike, favorite song four, least favorite one, favorite artist four. Can I say something? Yes. So you picked 313 for me? Yeah. That's a Detroit's area code. She. <laughs> I knew that, man. That's why Hell I picked yeah. that. We getting that spaghetti yeah. sandwich? Yeah, yeah spaghetti sandwich. <laughs> we can't dirty, wait for that. Dirty dozen. Yeah. <laughs> I would so eat a spaghetti sandwich. Oh, it sounds though. delicious. Yeah. <laughs> Think about it. Garlic bread. Yeah. And then you throw the spaghetti inside of it. Can That's they do it. a fettuccine they Alfredo sandwich? They could put sandwich? a mom's meatball on That's there. too fancy, bro. You just That's throw some basic ass spaghetti in there, some red sauce. Well, think about it. You could change it up. You could get a pesto sauce on that. You could throw like a. Ooh. You could throw like the the, the Alfredo sauce. I'd eat all. Oh, man, that reminded me. Of the the nugget has that sandwich called the firecracker. You ever mm. had that sandwich? I don't remember it. You're explaining the turkey. It. No, I can't remember. I don't think it's sausage. Oh, I got one more idea. It's pretty fucking good. Ready for this? Yeah. You get pizza, and that's your bread. But you get like the pepperoni, you got the cheese. You I thought you were going to say, then you take another piece of pizza. No, that's your bread. That's it. your bread. And then inside of it, you put the pasta. Yeah. Okay. And so then you make like, a calzone. <laughs> okay, we're getting there, but okay. they can't advertise yeah. as that because okay. that's not their thing. You know, they're not the pizza. Place. It's a it's a calzone with pasta. Yeah, it's yeah. a pizza pasta it's, yeah, sandwich. Come get your spaghetti pockets. Yeah, <laughs> yeah spaghetti pockets. Fuck yeah! Can you imagine Eminem? Yo, yo, come and get my spaghetti pockets, mom's spaghetti. What about calzania? Ooh, is he Italian? Devin? No, no. no Marshall no, Mathers. It, sound, it sounded good, didn't it? That's why I, I was confused about the spaghetti restaurant because I'm like, is he Italian? No, I think he was just poor. <laughs> I think he just made a song that didn't he just, you know, mom's spaghetti. Yeah. And it blew up. I think it was just cheap food. He's to like, make, he probably know? like, I don't even like spaghetti. Yeah, I had I, spaghetti sandwiches when I was little. It was just a piece of white bread with oh, some yeah, butter on the it. White. Yeah, and then you just put your spaghetti and red sauce. folded it like a little taco. Hell yeah, brother! That's what oh, I did. That does sound good. No. You never had that. No, that's poor people. Sandwiches. My no, mom never I made spaghetti. That. I so I don't know if I was poor for a while growing up, but I do remember for a while I was eating rice with salt on it. You're just weird, though. I mean, it sounds fine to eat, but like, yeah, here's the pasta here's, with butter. It's very cheap and it's good. Yeah, here's the poor person equivalent to that, Devin. Okay, <laughs> I would take <laughs> nothing. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. As a kid, I would take rice and peas and carrots that were frozen, right? Mm-hmm. And put them in a cup, 
and then just squirt a bunch of ketchup in there. Oh, yeah. Uh, no, I had ketchup okay. sandwiches. <laughs> yeah. It was just, just white bread and ketchup. Yeah. <laughs> these, are, these are free. Yeah. But it's also because yeah. it was probably me making food for myself, and I was a retarded six-year-old. So it's like, this is cooking, Naya. This is good. I put yeah. oregano on it. Uh, yeah. It's like that. It's spaghetti right there. It's spaghetti, Yeah. <laughs> You go into like the cafeteria. I'd be like, "Do you guys have ketchup sandwiches? Yeah. <laughs> you guys getting those ketchup sandwiches lying around? <laughs> I just learned how to make them the other day. Yeah. I know, a <laughs> little late in life, but I'm learning. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, can you guys whip that up? <laughs> oh man, my I made uh, chicken nuggets for my son the other day, and they smelt, and then I tasted it to confirm that they smelt and tasted exactly like cafeteria chicken nuggets, and I was just oh. like, "These are disgusting." <laughs> I couldn't do it. He oh. loved them. But I was like, oh, God, these are so gross. Does yeah. he like those uh, dino nuggets? Yeah, he likes them. They're, the just like... they're dinosaurs and they're nuggets. Yeah. You know the best ones of those were? Hmm. At the Sizzler Buffet. Yeah, Sizzler had the best. I don't remember those. I think me and Dustin went there into our 20s to get those. <laughs> <laughs> like, you can dip them in the cheese sauce. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was pretty consistent for a couple years that, like, every weekend it'd be either VIP or Sizzler. Uh, yeah. One or the other. <laughs> I think I went to VIP more. You know, uh, yeah, me too. For family. I got I, food poisoning from both of them twice. <laughs> <laughs> uh, severe food poisoning. I had a, I had a whole four-dish ro- rotation for VIP. I had a routine Ooh. that I would do every time that I went there. It always started off with, a, with my meat tray or my meat mm. plate. So yeah. I would just get, like, a bunch of meat on a plate, right? Yeah. Like and and I would make sure that the juices were left on the meat on the on the plate, right? Oh yeah, yeah. So yeah. then my next plate was my gravy. no, it was my pot sticker and egg roll plate. Ooh. And I would dip my pot sticker and egg rolls into the leftover that sauce in the juice. meat plate. <laughs> yeah. And then I'd go back for some chow mein. Mm. And then I'd always top it off with some foil wrapped chicken plate. Because I would just get like six or seven of those full red chicken on there. I didn't really deal with their desserts because they had those weird little like cake desserts there, you know? Yeah. Um, but Some weird yeah. ice creams. Yeah. No. But yeah, I always just loaded up with cream cheese Rangoons and then <laughs> a bunch of sushi and that was it. Yeah. And I'd go back like <laughs> three times for that. Yeah. Do you, do you remember, RJ? We starved ourselves for three days in high school. Just so we can get really high and go to VIP and take remember, full advantage that, of their buffet that's amazing. policy. I don't remember that, but that's uh, amazing. It was our. It was a whole plan. We bought a nice. hundred dollars worth of weed in oh two, in the year two thousand, which was <laughs> a lot, probably, or for high schoolers, probably not that much. But we're like, we're just gonna smoke all this weed, not eat for three days. <laughs> go there, yeah, and we did it. Oh, that's awesome. Like, did we eat a lot? I don't think. Uh, no, I think I kind of starved myself to the point where like my stomach shrunk it's and I'm so like, full. I can't eat more than a, two Rangoons. <laughs> <laughs> I remember it wasn't until high school that someone, I forget, I can't remember if it was Jeff or someone was just like, you know, there's China city right here. Yeah. Like, and I was like, what are you talking about? Yeah. <laughs> there's only VIP. That's the only Chinese yeah. food on no. this side of 50. Yeah. Shanghai's on this side. The yeah. is on this side. Yeah. <laughs> they couldn't possibly serve me enough food. Yeah. Like, oh, no, no. That's where you're wrong. I know. I was so happy the first time I went to China City. I was like, fuck. Oh, so good. Yeah, it's so it's good. still good. It's like I went there recently, well, the past couple of years, yeah. and it's still good. 
I my wife has a friend that lived in Eldorado County for like three or four years, and he loved Shanghai. He liked Shanghai so much that the owners made a dish for him. <laughs> and I was just and he was he was telling me this. And I was just like, Shanghai sucked, bro. <laughs> Did you ever go to China City? Yeah, exactly. I was like, even like Kyoto was right there. Yeah. Now, granted, you may or may not have been eating cats, but it was right there. There's a lot of cats hanging out around there. (laughs) There was. You want them hanging out or you want to eat them? (laughs) Can't have both. And I know some people might think that that's racist to say, but trust me, if you were there and you understood the amount of cats that were there. (laughs) If we were saying dogs, maybe that would be racist, but like cats. Yeah. Like it's just a lot of cats, right? Anybody there. can eat cats. <laughs> cats seem like they would taste better than dog too, right? Uh, yeah, for sure. I don't think dog would be very good. Yeah, especially like if you I got one of those uh, Maine Coon cats. Oh yeah, yeah one of those big ass cats, Real big meaty cat. <laughs> <laughs> Get that, that I can't has cheeseburger cat from the yeah. internet. <laughs> yeah, just out there pussy hunting. Eat grumpy cat. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right, so let's get I might, into. This. I might eat a cat this weekend. <laughs> Fuck, am I turning into Elf? <laughs> I like the idea of you going to the shelter and <laughs> looking for cats and being like, "So, do you guys like know how to like skin them?" <laughs> yeah. I've I've heard this all my life. There's more than one way to skin a cat, and I just. <laughs> I, I, I don't know one, so if you can guide me in the right direction. <laughs> I'm sure somebody yeah. does. <laughs> yeah. Nobody's asked this question before? <laughs> you want me to leave? You're calling the cops? Uh, All right, I'll leave. I'm, I'll go to the next shelter, I guess. I bet Rondo would be stoked. <gasps> oh, we're fucking eating cats? Cat feast? <laughs> yeah, basically. Ooh. Like, literally, you could be like, we're eating. He's like, I'm down. I don't care what the yeah. fuck it is. Uh, what what forbidden animal do you think would taste the best? Forbidden? I mean, no yeah, like animal elephant. Is forbidden. I mean, you know what I mean. <laughs> I mean, cats and dogs are like, oh, you're cute little pets, you know. Yeah, yeah. Hamsters. People don't really give a shit about hamsters and guinea pigs. Uh, in South but America, they eat they them in. Do. Well, the, yeah. So I'm saying they eat them in Peru, but like, yeah. nobody throws a fit about that here, even though they're only pets here. Oh yeah, they can eat those capybaras down there. I need Ooh, a capybara. Yeah. yeah, that sounds pretty good. Real I'd, thick boy. I ride it <laughs> to where I, you know, barbecue it. Like, yeah. We're going over there, little yeah. guy. Oh, like an <laughs> emu. Yeah, I'm gonna work him. Right, like a muscles. chochobo in Final Fantasy. No, bro, you want to massage that meat. You want it tender. That's you don't true. want it worked. You don't want yeah. it horse. No, that's true. Yeah. You want it relaxed. Yeah. I want a nice, re- ooh, a sloth would be real nice, real relaxed. Calm <laughs> down, be like, like no, we're meat. just hanging out. We're just being buddies. Yeah. <laughs> what about like gorilla? Does anybody eat gorilla? That's too muscly. Yeah, I don't think you can catch one. But I mean, one. meat is all muscle. Up. It's just no fat, you know? So that's a lot of meat. Yeah, you think you, that's how you get jacked? Yeah, maybe. <laughs> Eating fucking gorilla meat. Eat the balls first. Get all that testosterone. Start throwing my shit everywhere. Raping all the dudes in my colony. <laughs> Everyone around my neighborhood. Sorry, I ate gorilla balls. I have to do this. <laughs> 
It's time, to, time you know who's boss around here. <laughs> I wish there was something like that. Like, you legitimately ate a gorilla's testicle, and yeah. somehow you de-evolved. Yeah. Like, <laughs> thousands of years. My arms get fucking yeah. so strong that I can walk on them. Yeah. That would be tight. You just start staring at RJ from across the room. Yeah. <laughs> snorting <laughs> just jerking off all the time soft dick just that's what they do at the zoo yeah there's a video of two two like gorillas i think and one of them was like eating out the other gorilla in front of all these kids at the zoo they're all just watching going Ew. that gorilla knows what he's doing yeah he does he gave a, he gave a thumbs up and a little wink at the end that's yeah. what I'm gonna do to you, little kids. Yeah. <laughs> Left yeah. a positive Yelp review. Yeah. <laughs> Coming to my cage, see what happens. <laughs> Ain't gonna be no Harambe here. I always wonder that because, like, you see the the crazy videos from like overseas where someone like falls in a gorilla cage or a tiger cage and they're just like fucked, you know? Yeah. Or in Detroit. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's yeah. what I want to know. Like, does it really happen that fast? <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Like, if uh, I jump down there, how much? time do i really have i feel like okay we look at gorillas <laughs> and we're like i see human-like features in them yeah do gorillas see the same thing in us yeah because i feel like i could reason with a gorilla <laughs> if i come face to face with him you just show him your asshole yeah <laughs> that's what they do i'll just take a shit and i'll throw it at the lesser gorilla oh yeah you know and yeah, then when the big bitch. ones yeah and we'll fuck up that gorilla together <laughs> That would be so sick. Oh, it's my dream. That's how I want to die. Just living in captivity. Yeah. <laughs> it's like that uh, that lady that lived with the monkeys, but just a very, very different documentary. Uh, yeah. Just me fighting my way through the animal kingdom. Uh, all right. She well, tell me we get to fuck all these monkeys? Like, oh, oh. Sick. Um, all right. So let's get to this right. mix. Uh, starting off, track number one, we've got Falling uh, by Julie Cruz off Floating Into the Night from 1989. It's track number two from that album, coming out five minutes and 21 seconds. Um, Julie A. Cruz, an American singer, songwriter, actress, and musician, best known for her collaborations with composer Angelo Barlamente and film director David Lynch and the late... Uh, 1980s early 1990s she has released four albums and collaborated with a variety of other artists she is known for her song falling the theme song to the television series twin peaks she is married to author and editor edward grinnan um filmmaker dave lynch and composer angelio barlamente collaboration with Cruz first came about during the scoring of lynch's 1986 film blue velvet in which a key scene was intended to feature this Mortal Coils version of Song to the Siren by Tim Buckley. With the rights to the song proving prohibitively expensive, it was suggested that Bartolomenti uh, compose a pop song in the same style and recruit a vocalist with a haunting, ethereal voice. <clears throat> that was after Tim Buckley died, I think. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Uh, Falling, this is from 1989, uh, it was the lead single and second track from the album, 
Um, Twin Peaks gained a cult following after its original broadcast in 1990 and following subsequently charted in 15 countries worldwide between 1990 and 1992, uh, including Australia, where it reached number one. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Sounds um, Australian. Yeah. They know what they're doing with music. <laughs> um, yeah. So walk walk us through the starting the mix with this song. All right. So... This is technically the intro to the show, mm-hmm. which is, if you've ever seen an episode from the original series, it's a very, very long intro with lots of cool imagery and whatnot, but it doesn't have lyrics in it. So this is the version with lyrics, mm-hmm. um, and I, I thought that would be a little bit more interesting than just the Angelo Barlamente version right, with, yeah. you know, just all instrumentals. Um. But yeah, I'm not sure whether her song came first or Angelo Badalamenti's did. Because I read something about him trying to compose that with David Lynch. Hmm. So maybe the instrumental came first and then Julie Cruz took that and added the vocals to it and put it on her own album, you know, as well as the Twin Peaks album. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's the uh, it's the title track or the the intro track to the show and julie cruz herself is important to the original series because she plays at the uh location called the bang bang bar she's like the house musician and plays basically all of her songs throughout the original series at, at the end or sometimes in the middle of these episodes they'll just have like a music break for a good amount of time with no dialogue and you just kind of watch a person play music and then there's some dialogue that goes along with it and whatnot but a lot of her songs were featured in seasons one and two which is a a common theme throughout this with the other artists as well nice yeah the bang bang room bang bang bar bang bang but i like bang bang room better well it just reminds me i don't know if you guys have seen there's a movie called life with uh, martin lawrence and yeah murphy the Boom Boom Room. Yeah, exactly. That's what it reminded me of. I was yeah. like, oh, yeah, the Boom Boom Room. Yeah. This ain't my daddy's watch. It's <laughs> yeah. one of my favorite parts of any movie. So fuck. It's such a fucking serious part. Yeah. Like, and they're just, it's so emotional. It's like, I love that's that movie. my daddy's so watch. Oh, so good. You remember that movie? Fucking Bernie Mac. Martin Lawrence Bernie and Eddie Murphy. Oh. They go to prison for life, and it's just like, their life like working in a chain gang like old-timey prison i don't think it, i don't think i've seen it oh we gotta watch it yeah they get old together yeah yeah it's so fucking good yeah damn eddie murphy he needs to make some more movies yeah, yeah. be nice yeah. his last one was good black um, dynamite yeah that was good i didn't see it pretty good all right um all right so when the song first came on i was like "Ooh, i love it and what's great, what I think is really, really great about this song um, is that, honestly, like, there's, like, some subtlety to it that makes it sound like it's from 1989. But, honestly, this could come out today and just maybe, like, update some production to it just slightly. Mm-hmm. And it could be, like, a Billie Eilish song today. Oh, yeah. Like, it could be a song that would come out in 2021 that would be very popular. Yes. Yeah. Remember that when we get to song three? So I it's agree. part of my idea. Okay. 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 But yeah, I totally agree. Um, yeah. yeah, it's 
it has like a, a pure synth feel to it, mm-hmm. but in a way that we're trying to get back to now with music. Whereas like we took that synth idea and then added computers to it and mm-hmm. it got all fucked up or the computers just mimic guitars and shit. Yeah. That's probably my favorite thing about tracks. Number one and five is that they're so stripped down. Yeah. Like they're very simple. What's ha- happening musically, but it works so well for me. Yeah. 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 RJ, how do you feel towards the song? So first I heard it. Uh, I didn't look up the title. Uh, I did afterwards, but I was just like, oh, so it's a theme song. Okay, so these songs might, must have to do something with the show. And then kind of going through it, I was just like, all right, I, I, I've heard this because I've seen Devin watch it enough times, minus the lyrics, of course. Um, but I, I did enjoy it because it was it was a sleepy time song. Yeah. <laughs> I was just like, oh, I could, I feel like I'm floating. I just kind of, I'm yeah. just drifting away. And it was it was very simple. But it worked. Yeah. It was a nice intro. The song is legitimately my ringtone for my phone. Oh, nice. Yeah. You know, it's like funny. I said, I've heard it. <laughs> it. It's honestly not that far off from, I know RJ had mixed feelings about it. I think, Devin, you liked it. But the song from the Lost Boys that it had on a mix. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's not that far off from that song. Yes. Yeah. There, it, exactly. The stripped down quality of that, even though there's a lot going on, mm-hmm. there's no effects on it, if mm-hmm. that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. It's not overly complicated like yeah. a lot of uh, synth pop music is now. Yeah. 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 But yeah, I love this song. I think it's a good, great opening track just because it kind of like, it gets you into the mood. Yeah. It's like, all right, this is where I'm at. And for some reason, and it might just be because this was my first experience with David Lynch, I do associate this song with David Lynch, and it sounds very Lynchian. Mm-hmm. You know, compared to like everything else that I've seen that he's done. Like, this song makes sense to be associated with him. Yeah, for sure. So I felt like it set the tone for for a mix about a David Lynch show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Um, all right, let's move on to track number two here. We've got Mississippi by the Cactus Blossoms off of uh, their album You're Dreaming, which I think came out in 2016. Uh, I'm not entirely sure on that. There's not a lot of information about them. Um, but it's track number five coming at four minutes and one second. Uh, this is what I was able to grab, uh, some info from them. The cactus blossoms sound uncannily like a sibling harmony act that just stepped off the stage of the Grand Ole Opry or the Louisiana Hayride in the 1940s or fifties. And there's a good reason for that. Guitarists and singers, Paige Burkham and Jack Torrey are brothers. Jack adopted, um, a stage name when he first stepped out as a singer-songwriter at the age of 19. And their voices fit together in a way that suggests a modern-day approximation of what the Everly Brothers and the Leuven Brothers could deliver. Uh, born and raised in Minnesota, Burkham and Tori uh, grew up on a musical diet of pop radio and classic Beatle albums, but the brothers also shared a taste of vintage country and folk tunes, and in 2010 they began playing out as a duo adopting a handle the handle uh the cactus blossoms um playing a mix of old school country and folk classics and original crafted in the same spirit um let's see it's popped down here so the cactus blossoms received a boost after appearing in david lynch's 2018 television series twin peaks the return and their next move came in 2019 when they released their second album easy way um all right so devin what was the uh, I found I thought it was interesting. Not that the transition was weird, uh, but that it goes from like a song from 1989 
up to a song that's like more recent. Yeah. So I can explain. I'll explain the layout for the whole mm. mixtape because um, I feel like it'll make more sense up front. <clears throat> so starting with the intro, it would be like the intro to the series. It's just the introduction song. That makes sense. Um, moving on. So honestly, there's not that many songs from the first two seasons. It's all Julie Cruz. Oh, okay. Got it. So all of these new songs came in the third season where every, pretty much every episode has a musical act at the end of it. It oh, plays out cool. with a whole song playing through the credits, mm. uh, like live in this bar. So I wanted to add that part of it. And then ending, I brought back the same artist doing a different song, a very iconic song from season one, because the whole story arc of season three is one of the characters odysseys back to the town of Twin Peaks. Oh, okay. I got it. So it's supposed to follow that whole trajectory, I guess, which is just really more so for me since I've seen it. Yeah. You know, (laughs) yeah. But yeah, that was the idea of uh, mixing in these like newer songs um, so I used this one because I felt like if this was a movie soundtrack, this would sound, this would sound okay. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it would sound like it belongs towards the beginning. And if we're using that first one as the intro, then this would be like the next semi uplifting song, kind of obscure. Like if you're thinking like a Quentin Tarantino movie, this would be like the, Pulp Fiction Mm, dance scene. Yeah, for sure. You know, and then going further into it uh, in the next song, we'll we'll talk about that later. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. That's funny that you said that because the song reminded me of, I think his name is Charlie Feathers, uh, but he's on, uh, I want to say Kill Bill Volume 2 on that Mm. soundtrack. Um, So, yeah, it's funny that you said that. Charlie Feathers. But I really, really like the song. Uh, there's a. It reminds me of a, a group. I think I've mentioned them before. They're called the Handsome Family, and they've been around since like the yeah. '90s. Um, this song reminds me a lot of like their kind of tone. Um, but yeah, I thought I really like it coming after track one, mostly because it's it's not the like the difference between them is welcoming because the first song's so long. Yeah, not in a bad way. It's just yes, it's just longer. Yeah. Oh, totally. It's like six minutes. Yeah. It's a long-ass song. Yeah, I, I like everything about the song. I'm trying to remember what that Charlie Feather song is called. But yeah, it is from, pretty sure, from Good Bow Volume 2. I got to look up all those soundtracks because every Quentin Tarantino music choice I'm so interested in, and I'm interested in why he picked that and where he had heard it before. And just, like, his musical taste in general, it's the, interesting. Oh, yeah, I would love to know, like... To, well, not to know, but just to be there to how he's arranging his soundtrack. Yeah, because it's it's crucial to the film. So yeah. it makes it, it always makes you wonder, like, does he do it? Like, does he already have the songs figured out to the scenes? Like when yeah. he's writing, I them? wonder if he has like credible mentions. Like, kind of like this was gonna go there, but I like this one better. Oh and yeah, it, I think. And if it would have changed the whole dynamic of the movie because of it, that'd yeah, be probably. interesting. Oh, well, my is... only problem that he's ever done was in Django Unchained, and he played a rap song because yeah, it took me out of the era <laughs> yeah. of it. Yeah, you know, this is that song. Oh yes, 
Is this when she gets in the uh, the pussy mobile? Uh, yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yeah, so maybe it's from volume one. Yeah, it's from volume one. Yeah. It's a chicken picking country. Yeah, for some reason, I know the, the tone of it is, like, way different, but there's, I, like... Yeah, I agree, though. Yeah, there's something about that style of country that, like, it's its own thing. You know? Yeah, it's yeah. it sounds like... Because we talk about, like, Jason Isbell and... Um, Drive-by truckers and Brandy Carlisle being Americana, but that mm-hmm. sounds more Americana to me. Yeah, for some reason, even though I guess it's, I don't know, country got all fucked up once pop country started, because you can't label anything country anymore when that is just pure country. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, RJ, how do you feel towards the song? Uh, so the first song, it was like, okay, this is an intro. It's very laid back. And I was like, eh, it works as an intro. But then I hit this one. And I was like, I do, I do like the transition. It was very nice. Uh, I did like this. I like when they say pee pee. Pee pee's my favorite part. Yeah, yeah. I was like, that's pretty cool. No yeah. joke. I've been singing this in my head all week. I was saying the pee pee part pee-pee two weeks. over and over. Pee pee. In my notes, this is pee pee. But no, um, I think they did a good job. Uh, you know, they harmonized nicely. I just like the slow feel of it, and I like the song though. Um, all right. Well, let's keep on rolling here. Actually, on that note, I'm going to go pee-pee real quick. Okay. All right. Um, all right. So track number three, we've got Shadow by The Chromatics, um, which I believe is a single from 2017. Uh, three minutes and 44 seconds. Uh, Chromatics was an American electric music band from Portland, Oregon, formed in 2001. The band consists of Ruth Radlett. Adam Miller, Nate Walker, and Johnny Jewell. The band originally featured a trademark and sound indebted to punk and lo-fi that was described as noisy and chaotic after numerous lineup changes, which left guitarist Adam Miller as the sole original member. The band began releasing material on the Italians Do It Better record label in 2007 with their style streamlined into an Italio- disco influence sound <laughs> that's crazy yeah. okay <laughs> uh their third album night drive was met with critical acclaim as their fourth album kill for love which was released in 2012 uh several of the band's songs have been featured in television series such as bates motel gossip girl mr robot the mindy project oh. parenthood uh and twin peaks and a bunch of other things um as well as being featured in films drive and taken Two. Oh hell yeah yeah uh, while Chromatics have released a number of singles from it, Dear Tommy had yet to be released when they instead issued the album Closer to Grey in 2019. Uh, in 2016, Chromatics played Shadow at the Roadhouse in Twin Peaks, Washington. Locals in attendance included Shelley Briggs and her friends Hannah and Renee Shelley, uh, Shelley's boyfriend Red, some other people. I don't know why that was included. No was there Twin Peaks characters? Oh, okay, got it. That's weird. <laughs> I was like, I thought it was just like people. <laughs> Wait, well, so they pl- they played in Twin Peaks. Yes. So, yeah. well, Twin Peaks people. So all like uh, songs two, three, and four are all live band songs that they mm-hmm. play at the end credits. Okay. And some of them have, you know, I think this one. I think I pulled that part from Twin Peaks wiki. Which is oh. why they say it as if it's a real thing that's that happening. That makes sense. Okay. <laughs> that makes a lot more sense. Okay. They're like, oh, yeah, they play it at Twin Peaks Washington. <laughs> like, I, on, I didn't know most of those last names. Yeah. And I was kind of like, 
well, that sounds like Twin Peaks. Yeah. <laughs> that makes more sense. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, I had heard of the Chromatics before. When I saw their name, uh, I wasn't, I, was, I didn't stand out to me. Um, you just heard them from Gossip Girl, didn't you? It, no, well, from, uh, <laughs> from Drive. That's where okay. I'd heard them for, before. Um, they didn't uh, do that Real Human Being song, right? No. Uh, that was Harvard or something? Something. Yeah, I can't yeah. remember. It's a good song, though. I love that song. Um, yeah, so I, I I hadn't recognized the name, but then when I heard them, I was like, oh, that sounds familiar. And I looked them up. I was like, oh, yeah, I've heard them from Drive, blah, 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 blah. Um, but, yeah, I freaking love this song. As soon as every time I listen to this mix and this song comes on, like it puts a little pop in my step. And it's not because like the first two songs are boring by any means. It's just like it's another welcoming like change of like you could just put a little pep in my step. All right. Yeah. yeah. But I really, really like this song. And I listened to, I they have like an album from like 2017 or something. It's called like Cherry, something like that. It's really good. I was listening to that a couple of days ago. Hmm. Yeah, I really, really like this song. Yeah, I, I had second thoughts about like putting it in the third place, but then I listened to the mixtape a few times, like in different variations. I was like, no, it kind of fits here. Yeah. So no, I wanted to I put like it that. right after the. I wanted to put it as song two, but uh, it, it's it's not similar, but it is similar to like the the synth style, mm-hmm. and I liked separating the synth styles a little bit. Yeah. You know. Like having a buffer in between. Right. It's more Lynchian. <laughs> uh, RJ, how do you feel towards this song? So first time I heard this, I was sitting here and I'm just like, well, you did mention, I think, when just, you know, it's kind of a lo-fi feel. So I was just like, all right. I thought this as I heard it. Have I heard this song before? And I was just like, where would I have heard it? And I was like, well, now that you mentioned it, I was like, well, I have listened to a lot of lo-fi stuff. On my my Spotify gossip girl, and I was like literally <laughs> sitting there, and then I realized Devin played this episode, and he fell oh. asleep. So I watched it, and he played it again, <laughs> and the song came on. I was like, oh, I just seen this episode. Yeah, oh, that's um, funny. It, it is a very like laid back. It was cool. Uh, it's a very lo-fi style. Uh, does have a little you know a little jive to it. You know, just as you said, to the pep in your step. It's got a little soul. Yeah. Soul. It is. Yeah. It's it's to me it sounds like Grimes and this this version of yeah. Chromatics or the more recent version of Chromatics and Grimes works really well together. It's like hipster soul where it's like the soul's there but they're not trying, you know. Yeah. yeah. But it was a, I like it like just kind of in the middle especially after the first two tracks. I was like, "All right, I, I enjoy you." Are you guys sad about Elon and Grimes splitting up again? <gasps> what? I didn't even hear. Yeah, I think this is like the third time, so <laughs> Three Damn. times charm, I guess so. What? Uh, who broke up with who? I I think they I I legitimately think that they've been married three times. I'm pretty sure they've been married multiple times. So yeah, somebody made that joke because he was talking about um, <laughs> Elon Musk was talking about how he believes in the simulation theory. <laughs> yeah, and he's like, you know how I know the simu like this other guy was like, you know how I know the simulation theory is bullshit. This guy married the same bitch twice. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, that's a good point, actually. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't put it that way, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I really, really like this song. It's a great song. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right, so moving on. We've got uh, Tarifa 
by Sharon Van Eaton um, off the album Are We There from 2014. It's track number five, coming out four minutes and 50 seconds. Uh, Sharon Catherine Van Eaton, an American singer-songwriter. She has released five studio albums, the latest of which is Remind Me Tomorrow from 2019. Um, upon its release, Are We There received widespread critical acclaim. At Metacritic, which assigns a normalized rating out of 100, the album received an average score of 86. Hell yeah. Um, let's see here. Pitchfork writer Stephen M. Dusner called Are We There the peak of a steady upward trajectory, describing how it was more self-determined and self-directed than Van Eaton's previous albums. Um, the songs are slower and spacious enough to keep their clarity intact. Um, so I stumbled into Sharon Von Eaton probably like maybe around like February of this past year. Um, and I got to her from Courtney Barnett. Yep. Um, and I was listening to Courtney Barnett, which I can't remember how I got to her, probably from like Brandy Carlisle or something. Yeah. Um, but I was listening to Courtney Barnett and then I stumbled into Sharon Von Eaton and I was like, oh, this is interesting. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Sharon Von Eaton, she's. I really, really like her. I don't love everything that she does, but when yeah. she has a song that I like, it's something that I really, really like. And uh, she has that song with Idols um, from... Wait, what? Yeah. The it's, band Idols? Yeah. <sighs> I want to say it was. it's on a fairly recent album. I'm going to look this up. Um, it's. I think the the album is like a white cover or something. It's an Idols album? No, it's a Sharon Von Eaton album. Okay. Damn. It might have been epic. Time. Sharon. Oh, Sharon Van Etten. I think it's Peace Signs. Oh, yeah. Peace Signs. Yeah. Just play that song. Real Wait, quick. that's a. I, I, I just, I remember. I'm pretty sure that's an idol song. Oh, that's awesome. So she's doing a cover with the band? Yes. Let me see if this is a. I think this is a cover. Because he's the dude from Idols is singing. Oh, oh this is going to be amazing. <laughs> um, yeah, I was listening to this album the other week, and I was like, oh, this song's good. Is this from one of their albums? I don't think so, actually. Really? It doesn't sound like it. The song name sounded familiar, but I just looked it up. These signs. It's a Sharon Van Etten song. Mm, interesting. So, mm. so it's made by Sharon Von Eaton, and they're yeah. doing a cover of it. Yeah, with her. Oh, yeah, because it's earlier on the album. Yeah. Oh, okay, interesting. Damn, I gotta listen to that. Yeah. I thought it, that 
that's funny because I thought it sounded like it made me want to listen to idols more <laughs> to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's funny. Dude, that new idol song sounds so fucking sick. Yeah, that that does sound really good. Beach party or whatever beach bummer. Like oh, Beachland Ballroom. Woo. I'm so excited. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, um this song by Sharon Van Eaton, uh or Van Eaton, um it's really good. I like it. It's a, I I would say that this is a a good example of what she does really well. Yeah. Yeah. She almost made it on my piano mix, but oh. I don't it's either she didn't play piano on the song or it didn't quite fit in with everything else. Mm, yeah. Yeah. The yeah, she's to my heart one. Yeah. Yeah. She's a good example of like which that was a mix that I was like I've been playing around with with sad girl music, which is like the female versions of like it sounds stupid, but these male acoustic singer-songwriters that I really like, yeah, like the female companions to them, and that's where I was listening to her a ton. Because I really like, like, Nick Cave and Nick Drake and, like, you know, Damien Rice and, like, those people, you know? Yeah. But it, there's... there. I'm finding more and more, because of Devin, like, through the Julian Bakers and through these different people, that there's, like, more women that are doing the same shit, you know? I'd say there's more women that are doing it than men now. Yeah, definitely. Like... That style's kind of gone away from from men, and I would say that Phoebe Bridgers is just a stripped down Sharon Van Etten. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like she is the original sad girl to me. Like all of her stuff is so similar to, like all the stuff that was around at the time was like Fiona Apple and Natalie Merchant type stuff. Mm-hmm. Which Fiona Apple I like, not necessarily that older stuff, but uh, there's yeah, another was... one like Lisa Loeb and all of the Lilith Fair bands like that's the style at the time sharon van etten was like something else never got like the notoriety at the time and yeah because she wasn't quirky yeah she was all serious yeah if you were a female singer songwriter you needed to have like a quirkiness about you yeah 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 regina specter you know yeah exactly so she she's kind of like the original sad girl i feel like they're all drawing off of what she did and like this song in particular, I feel, is a good example of Sharon Van Etten. It has, like, the horn section. It has a bunch going on in there. It has, like, uh, varying, like, choruses and bridges that, like, change throughout the song. Mm-hmm. Picks up tempo and whatnot. And what Phoebe Bridgers does is really just a stripped-down version of this. It's, like, bare bones this. Like, she relies on her voice and her guitar mostly especially Julian Baker. That's just voice and guitar. I think her her new album is interesting. I don't know if the, you've sat down and listened to it. One with Kyoto on it? Uh, no, Julian Baker's. Oh, um, no, I don't think I've listened to that one yet. It's, I, it's interesting. I like her other stuff more. It's almost like she's somehow infusing pop into it, but not in like a, not in like a in your face, like Taylor Swift way. Um, but like she's doing something I listening to it I wasn't expecting that I guess I heard a couple singles I heard Faith Healer and one other one and I I liked Faith Healer but I think whatever happened after that you know Hardline Favor and Heat Wave yeah I wasn't interested in it like I was before like my favorite yeah. thing that she's done is her EP yeah. Which is technically an album now, I guess. Sprained ankle. 
And Turn Out the Lights has some amazing songs on it, but as a whole, I like Sprained Ankle better. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, the yeah, her new ones, it's just it's interesting. I think like Song and E or and maybe Crying Wolf were like the two that stood out to me in it. Okay. But yeah, it's it's interesting. I think there's some good songs. I don't I don't like it beginning to end, but Yeah. Yeah. Have you listened to that Boy Genius album? Yeah, I like that one. Oh, I love that one. Me and my dog is such a good song. Yeah. Lucy Dacus is severely underrated too. Like lyrically, musically, vocally, she has some amazing songs and amazing albums. Yeah. Like I I always forget about her in that conversation. Well, I mean it's it's yeah. easy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, cuz she came like I found her through them playing in Boy Genius with her. Mm-hmm. You know, so I'm like, oh, you're just like the tag along from Phoebe Bridgers and Julian Baker. Right. But really, like, she is equal to them, like, in songwriting capability. Yeah. And I, we saw her live, and she was fucking amazing. I tried listening to her latest album. I think it's, like, Home Video or something. Oh, yeah. I tried listening to it. I wasn't super into it. but Yeah. The one... uh I forgot the name of it. The one with the night shift on it. Mm-hmm. Um, Historian. That's a great album. Mm-hmm. That one's great. Mm-hmm. But yeah, home movie, home video has a uh, it has a few really good songs on there. Yeah, yeah. I wish I could just make it. I'm just gonna make a mix with all these three artists because even Phoebe Bridgers like Punisher album. I don't like every song on there. Mm-hmm. So I want to just make a mix of all of their good songs and just yeah. play it back to back. That's what I got. Oh, that's my sad that. girl mix. Oh, I love that. Let's put on my sad girl mix. The only yeah. like full uh, the the Julian Baker EP, the Phoebe yeah. Bridgers Kyoto album. I think uh, Courtney Marie Andrews. I think I have an out al- full album from her, and then both of the Noah Cyrus EPs. Oh yeah, I, those are the only full albums. Those Everything are just, like, good too. Put together. Yeah. yeah. Um, RJ, how did you feel towards? I don't, I don't, I'm curious. Cause I don't know if she's your cup of tea. I don't know if the song made you pique your interest at all. I had this as his favorite song for a second. Mm. That's why I was batting things back and forth. I couldn't figure it out. Uh, so this song, it does, uh, I was reminded of, I was going to mention Lucy Dawkins if you didn't, okay. uh, but I was going to say that I was yeah. going to say Florence and the machine kind of her tone. Yeah. Um, kind of, uh, the int- the instruments I did enjoy. Uh, overall, this is a fantastic song. Ooh, uh, okay. I'd probably say it's one of my favorites on the album. Ooh, okay. All right. I like it. It's nice. t- perfect sleepy. Perfect it is sleepy, <laughs> but it's also daytime, too. Like, nah, I can sleep to this. But you yeah, but you had sleep to fucking a thunderstorm in a volcano. Like, <laughs> yep, sleepy time. Yeah, but you could listen to it during the day, too, like driving down the road. Yeah, yeah I can. Yeah. It's and a nice sleep song during the driving yeah. down the road. Can you sleep to Thunderstruck though? Oh fuck no! That song's <laughs> dope. The actic, love Woo! that. You bad <laughs> Thunderstruck. <laughs> when that when that pops in, you ain't going to sleep. Yeah, you're playing uh, Tony Hawk's Pro Skater Three. Maybe uh, any of the Tony Hawks doesn't matter. <laughs> that song overtakes everything Tony Hawk's yeah. ever done. Yeah, uh, they have a. They have an ACDC, another ACDC song on that same one, I think, too. The, ha, I, I can't, I can't remember. <laughs> back, in, back in Black? No, it's not. It's, uh, I can't Sound remember. Sound like it a Metallica, honestly. 
I know my us. <laughs> yeah. No, that's yeah. Yeah. Jesse. Give me a feeling. Give me a Give me a feeling. Give me Nope, too much soul. Yeah, too yeah. much soul. Come on, balls, you What did I see? I saw someone. Fuck, what was it? It was some like mainstream artist that compared their. Oh, as Paramore, as Haley Williams. Haley Williams was talking about Paramore, and I don't. I can't remember if it was like in context of their like them working on a new album, but they can. She compared Paramore to Metallica. And their relationship with each other. <laughs> I don't know what that means. That means, what was the documentary? Uh, Some Kind of Monster? Is that what it's called? Oh, yeah. I think she's phrasing it in that way, that, like, Paramore's struggles <laughs> are equal to Some Kind of Monster Metallica struggles. So someone's <laughs> addicted to pills? Is that what she's saying? Is that her coded way of saying someone's addicted to pills? Maybe she's like, we're going through St. Anger right now. And, like, yeah, it's not, it's not looking too and we good. hired a Mexican to play bass. Yeah, uh, yeah she's Lars for sure, though. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Fuck. Well, I'm glad you really like this song, RJ. Yeah. It's a good song. Makes me stoked. Yeah. Um, all right. And then rounding off the mix, we've got Rockin' Back Inside My Heart. By Julie Cruz, track number four off the album that we talked about before. Another uh, five minute, 45 second song. Uh, Cruz performs uh, the song in episode 14 of Twin Peaks, the long anticipated episode of the show in which the killer of Laura Palmer was finally revealed. After a year of anxious, media driven anticipation, Cruz also sings Rockin' Back Inside My Heart in Industrial Symphony Number no. One, another David Lynch project. Yeah. Hmm. But, oh, a short film. Oh, okay. Makes sense. He's got a bunch of weird fucking short films. Oh, yeah. He's a weird film. Yep. I've only seen a razor head once, and I probably will never see it ever again. <laughs> it's fucking terrifying. When he, <laughs> whatever that fucking baby creature thing is, <laughs> yeah. focus on for way too long. God damn. It's good, yeah. but it's, uh, it's terrifying. Yeah. It's just, he's, when you see his short films, you're like, oh, you put in a lot of work. To make things that look revolting, but not like a not physical horror like they do in horror movies, but mm-hmm. something you've never seen before that disgusts you. Yeah, you know, right? Like something completely alien, where you're like, I can't, I can't put this in a box, and it grosses me out. Like even emotions or people's acting, like mm. something about it will make you cringe yeah. in a way. Like that is his forte. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I really I like the song. Uh, it's a great ending to the mix. Um, the only thing bad or the only not bad thing I'll say about it, but the only thing to say about it to me is it just sounds more dated than the first song. Yeah, uh, but that's it. It's a good song though. Yeah, our jizzle. It was a partially, mostly a sleepy time song, but there's that one part where the horns come in, they get a little <laughs> louder. Yeah, and it startles me sometimes. Uh-huh. Um. So I was just like, oh, you're not sleepy, and now I'm mad at you. Uh, but I was, it is, it kind of fits the whole vibe of just a, like, you know, the whole overall mix. So I do appreciate that. Uh, and then it kind of ties it back together, you know, with the same artist. So I was like, I, I appreciate it as a whole. Um, not my favorite, though. 
Do you have an example of what a wet dream song would be? Oh, because um, it has to. You'll you give have, me fire. Give no, me. it has oh. to put you asleep. Oh, I'm already asleep. Oh, I thought you <laughs> one meant one that would make me come if I fall asleep while listening to it. Yeah. Well, no, no. You have to be sleeping, and then you'll come. No, yeah, it would be. You'll be coming. Yeah. Wipe out. <laughs> uh, what about? That's like, mine. What about give it to me, baby? Uh-huh, uh-huh. No, but you're not going to sleep to that. Again, like you have to have like a slow crescendo type song, okay. but then somewhere in the middle is where you come. <laughs> that, okay, that song "Rumble" by um, blah, oh, blah, fuck. Blah. yes, yeah, that'll make me come. <laughs> song so fucking hard. You know they banned that from radio because they thought it was going to start fights. <laughs> it does. Yeah, 1954. That song comes out, and they're like. Oh, this song's too extreme. It's like, there's no lyrics. There's nobody <laughs> telling anybody to do anything. It's just music. Yeah. You know, like you're banning a song because of the sound of a guitar. It's two notes. Yeah. Ding, ding, dong. Crazy. That'll make me come every time. I'm going to play it right now and come. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing from RJ? No wet dream songs? I'd say hit me, baby, one more time. You're Mr. Sleepy. <laughs> See if this does it for you, RJ. <laughs> Let me see your pants. Let me see. Evan's like, I'm over here doing my own thing. Then it gets a little be- better. Call Saul at one point. Oh, I've oh. never, I've never thought about that. Like, you know, yeah. how they talk about like in like uh, tantric sex and like certain type of sex that like you you can come without touching your dick. You know, mm-hmm. you do Almost that did in a wet once. dream. Yeah, I never thought oh, yeah. about that. <laughs> yeah. Like when you're in a wet dream, you're coming without touching your dick. Yeah, it's a no hands come. <laughs> I mean, like, look, ma, no hands. Yeah, exactly. That's what every you're guy. I think every guy is really just reaching towards a no hands come once in his life. <laughs> You've evolved that, man. and you know, it's like Icarus. You could fly too close to the sun and really burn yourself out. But <laughs> some of us are going to get there. Some of us aren't. You know? I imagine you just have like. Um, the cover taken off of a oscillating fan and your dick just in front of it. <laughs> it's really testing the limits yeah. of my my human form. Uh. It's like when you oversleep and you're just super tired, but you just wake up from coming all night long and you're just like, I'm exhausted, guys. <laughs> yeah, oh, now I you came like eight times. I can't stop Dude. no hand coming. Yeah, I, I want to know the guy who wet dreams but doesn't wake up. Oh, <laughs> well, I don't know. Does that isn't that is that how it goes? Like, do you wake up from it? I've always woken up when it happened to me when I was younger. <sighs> I can't remember. I mean, that it doesn't happen back. to me anymore. I know. <laughs> <laughs> he knows. He checks. You know what? Give me a month. I'm gonna see if I can make this happen. <laughs> I'm gonna do it. Uh, I always would would have woken up. I don't think I woke up. <laughs> He just woke up the next morning. <laughs> Did I sleep through anything, though? I slept through earthquakes multiple times. <laughs> probably led to the no income. <laughs> Man, that sounds miserable. Waking up with a crusty old dick. I mean, it's no different than any day, you know? <laughs> Every day's the same day, just a different day, my brother. Oh. Uh, yeah. Uh, There's a guy that used to come into Coffee Republic, and that was his catchphrase he would he would buy a scone every time we called he would call him scone man 
because he was from the East Coast. He's like, let me get a scan to guy. <laughs> and we're like, How, how's it going? He's like, man, every day's the same day, just a different day. You know, my brother? <laughs> All right. Peace. Have a good one. He's not wrong. No, he's so right. <laughs> and like, that's the best advice I can give anybody. It's like, if you're having a good time, if you're having a bad time, it's like, every day's the same day. It's just a different day. Yeah. Fucking <laughs> get through it and get over it. <laughs> Scone, man. Scone. Get it, scone to go. Uh, oh, scone, man. But yeah. Uh, I, I really like this mix as a whole. All right. I, I thought it was a good mix. All right. Uh, put me in a good mood. I to I didn't do it any other day. Today I did work out to it. Didn't mind it. Mm. I didn't start my workout listening to it. That would be kind of tough. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I can imagine some slow shadow boxing to this, but not lifting weights. Yeah, no. Just Third song, maybe. I feel like a creep in the gym listening to this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm listening to sad girl music and benching 350 pounds. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, That's something that uh, I've had to... F- I'm trying to figure out now. So, like, I have... I have almost uh, my sleeves almost done, right? Oh, nice. Um, and then I'm going to finish my other arm, and I'm just going to be getting tattooed for the next couple of years, right? Yeah. But, like, the more tattoos that I get, the more that I notice that people are looking at me. Yeah. And I can't tell why they're looking at me until yeah. the other day I was like, is it my tattoos? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I was like, Pretty Yeah. Is it what's that? One hundred percent. Which is weird that people still do that. Yeah, I know. But I do that to people with tattoos. Like yeah. I'll look at their tattoos and I feel like I'm creeping people out. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I know okay, so I first noticed this whenever when I uh pierced my ears for the first time and started gauging them. Mm-hmm. Before then, I like I just had a very nice personality and everybody was like super nice to me, like my friend's parents were always like, oh, you're such a nice boy, Devin. Like, I was that kid. Yeah. Then I pierced and gauged my ears, and my personality didn't change, but people started treating me real fucked up. Like, <laughs> like immediately, it was just the way that I decided to look, they had a whole different perception of me. Like, like I was coming at them from a different angle, but mm. I was like, I haven't changed my personality yet. Right, like, yeah. what's going on? Like, I literally, I uh, I was going to go to UTI college, and I had a college recruiter come to my house, and he just, like, took a look at me right when he walked in and, like, looked me up and down. He's like, okay, well, let's sit down and have this meeting. And I had uh, <laughs> two lip rings. Yeah. No tattoos, but two lip rings and gauged ears. Right. And then um, we we're sitting down and, like, talking about it and whatnot, and he's telling my mom about the prices and everything, and she gets up and leaves, and he's like, I'll tell you one fucking thing right now. If you're going to come to our fucking school, you're going to have to take that goddamn shit out of your ears and face because that's not going to fly there. It's that's like, crazy. What the fuck? I'm paying you $50,000 a year? Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck? Fast forward 10 years, he's like, trans people are everywhere. <laughs> yeah. I'll tell you one thing right now, son. You're going to have to get that pussy turned back into a dick if you're going to come to my fucking school. So we don't have no bitches here. Literally, you just stand up and be like, I just came with no hands. Get the fuck out of my house. <laughs> Is there an earthquake? Dude, or- if he said, if he stood up and said, I just came with no hands, you do what I say. I'll be like, you are my master now. Teach me the ways. <laughs> uh, it is pretty insane to think about like when we were in 
just getting out of high school to how different the world is now. Seriously. <laughs> yeah, like that was the biggest problem for I know, him. Right? You know, that's the biggest problem he's ever faced in his life. Yeah. It's like this guy put metal in his face. <laughs> metal is for cars, not for faces. Yeah. I need to address this. I bet you he had a dick pierce though. Probably. He seemed like the type. He's like, I need a wrench. No, not your face. Yeah. <laughs> wrench face. Yeah. I don't I don't know if I could have a serious conversation. Like, if I were to meet someone in real life, another, or specifically a, uh, a male, if yeah. I were to meet a male in real life, knowing that he had his nipples pierced or his dick pierced, I don't know how much of a conversation I could have with him. No, I'd titty twist him right away and just walk <laughs> off. I'd be like, if you want to fight me, we can. Because I deserve it. Because I want to be like, why are no. your tits pierced, bro? Yeah. Because <laughs> it's That's like... gross. <laughs> Andrew wanna... Cuomo, I'm talking to you. <laughs> you sick fuck. I don't want to shame you or anything, but like, yeah. it's cool if a girl gets it. I don't no, know what you're doing. <laughs> I'll shame them right now. If you have your nipples pierced as a man, <laughs> why? <laughs> why do you need that? Especially if their dick was pierced. I'm just like, Ugh. what do you do all day? That's <laughs> yeah. such an inconvenience. Yeah. <laughs> you know you got to pee out of the thing all differently. <laughs> It just goes everywhere. Like a little dicky. Gotta put a little cone at the end. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, but I really like this mix. Think it's a good mix. Right. Enjoyed it. Yeah. yeah. Um RJ, what was your favorite, least favorite, favorite artist? So Devin picked uh Detroit. Detroit. Three one three. Uh three one three. Three one three. Um I'm going to say my least favorite, just starting off, is, I'm going to say number one. Wait, your least favorite? Yeah, so I'm starting that with one. So okay, so you're, you're correct one. on one. Cool. Number one was your least favorite? Yes. Okay, interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was just very, just, eh. It, it, was a very, it was a very simple song. It, it was like, okay, Twin Peaks got it. I thought he would like five more than one. It was between those yeah, two, but though. But one scared me. One is spooky. Yeah, yeah, but I was just like, I, I, but I think I liked one because it was a little more than, or I liked five better than one because it was, you know, it was there's more going on. Yeah, there's more going on. And it's shorter. Yes. Yeah. It was I a little I think it's long. a little shorter. Well, it might be longer. I don't remember this at the same time. Yeah. But um, so I'm going to say you were correct on that one. Uh, I'm going to say my favorite instead of 313, I'm going to do 414. Oh, okay. So, so what do you thought for me? Yeah. Interesting. I did this last time. I mixed you two up. Yeah. I'm RJ. Fuck. Well, RJ you and I Mike? look very similar. Damn it. <laughs> Who lives with me? <laughs> Depends on the day. We Who is up. the voice in my head right now? <laughs> uh. Nice. 414. Okay. Um, so for me, Devin thought 414. I'm going to say my favorite song is three. Oh, fuck! <laughs> my least favorite is five. Oh, okay. Makes then, sense. Then my favorite artist is four. All right. Yeah. All right. So, I mean, that's like one and a half out of three points. <laughs> you know? Yeah. <laughs> um, cool. Yeah. All right. But yeah, the only reason why I picked my least favorite as five was nothing against the song. It just sounded, for me, it sounded more dated than the first song. And so that's how I yeah. judge that criteria. Yeah. No. It definitely does. The first song sounds like, like you were saying, it sounds very modern. 
And yeah. it's very rare to find old songs that sound like that. Mm-hmm. So every once in a while, I'll hear about a band like, uh, say, like uh, Joy, Joy Division. Mm-hmm. And I don't listen to them for years. And then when I finally do, I'm like, what the fuck was I missing? Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is revolutionary. Does anybody know about this band? You yeah. know? But yeah, that, that song does sound pretty modern. It It is. Speaking of that. I need to, like, you know when people talk about a band seriously that you've never talked about seriously? Yeah. Someone was doing that the other day with The Cure. And I was yeah. like, do I really need to, like, take him seriously? Well, how do you feel about The Cure? Like, there's songs that I like of The Cure. Now, I will never like whatever. Um, the fucking 311 does that dumbass cover. A love song? Yeah, I can't. <laughs> I can't. It's a good song. That the original is a good song, but I yeah. can't help hearing <laughs> the Three Eleven cover uh, yeah. anytime I hear that yeah. song. Because <laughs> that cover uh, had to have came out in like an '05 or something, so like peak like high school years for me. Yeah, and so like it'll just be burned into my brain forever in the stupid music video when they're like in some dumbass like Hawaiian bar or something. Just like, yeah. It's on the Fifty First Date soundtrack, bro. <laughs> yeah. yeah, the Cure is something that I heard someone talk about the other day, and I was like, "Do I need to like actually like sit down and listen to the Cure?" You know what? I would comp- I would because I would go I will through take their albums. Echo and the Bunnymen. I'll take them seriously. But yeah, I've never taken the Cure seriously. Well, I feel like with the history of the Cure, I would compare the Cure to Nirvana. In the sense that they started something, and I don't like Nirvana whatsoever, but I recognize that they started something different in rock music. Mm. So the Cure, the, the Cure is a branch in the tree of music. Um, ultimately, like they are responsible for like a they, lot of that. Yeah, they're like the they were the thing that popped right in mainstream. Mm-hmm. That other people were doing a mixture of like goth and punk. Like people yeah. were doing that. Or I guess I would say maybe new wave and punk. Yeah. Yes. Like people were doing that, but they just new happened to goth. be the thing that popped. Yeah. Yeah. Because they had the goth style. And when you listen to goth music from that time, like if you listen to, I think it's Bauhaus and Joy Division. Yeah. It's not what you think of when you hear the word goth. Because when I hear goth, what we grew up with was like, uh, fucking Fear Factory and Skinny Puppy yeah, and industrial like, music. Yeah, industrial shit. Do yeah, like dark du shit. Has. Yeah, Rammstein. Du has. <laughs> yeah. So that's what I think of with like goth music yeah. or like Demi Bourgier. Yeah. You know, like really dark, creepy shit, which just goes into the dark metal category. But that stuff back then was like it. What new wave is the right word for it? It was mixed with new wave. Yeah. And. A lot of it is really fucking good, and you can see where a lot of people nowadays drew influences from. So mm-hmm. I always like finding that stuff. Mm-hmm. And The Cure, I feel like, is a really good example of that. The way I could go back to a Nirvana album and appreciate what they did, but still not like the music. You yeah, know? because there's other people doing what Nirvana was doing. Yeah. They just happened to have Kurt Cobain. That was like the yeah. whatever X Factor. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I feel like Tom Petty is similar in that way, but he put in a... How many, many more you years of work. Put in Tom Petty's name with Nirvana. <laughs> <laughs> the man the transcended cure. three different decades. And the cure. <laughs> the but cure were like almost one hit wonder. <laughs> <laughs> but I feel like he he really extended the life of Americana music 
and kind of defined Americana music for a lot of people. Yeah. It was that blending of country, folk, and rock of what he did and brought that to the mainstream most of all. And a lot of people got influenced by that. Whether they're good or not, you know, that's kind of varied. But Jason Isbell, I see direct correlation with him and Tom Petty. Mm-hmm. You know, so that whole side of music, the drive-by truckers, I mean, the early, uh, what was the band that Wilco was in before Wilco? Uncle Tupelo. Oh, yeah. All that's inspired by Tom Petty-style music. Yeah. You know, so. Ooh, who did I listen to? I listened to them the other day. That, that It's just Tom Petty. And it's a very, very popular band that's recent that has a stupid name. Oh, mm. I gotta remember who they are. Sorry. What did they do? They just like were playing on the radio or something, and I was just like, "This is just Tom Petty. This is weird no. to me that like that exists still." Yeah. Well, he's dead now, so he can't defend himself. <laughs> he's yeah. got that sweet, sweet fentanyl. <laughs> <laughs> oh. um, all right, so uh, I'm gonna give you a pretty high rating on this, Devin. Ooh, okay. Yeah, I'm gonna give you a four point six. Oh hell yeah! And I really like the mix. Um, but most of the, like, I would say that the mix is like a four, but for me, what puts it to a 4.6 is honestly, I like seeing a mix that is authentically Devin. Like neither RJ or I could have made this mix. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like RJ was about to make a Khaled Khaled mix. Yeah. You know? <laughs> like, yeah. like, but like neither of us could have that made this That wouldn't mix. have been for Devin. Yeah. <laughs> would have been anti-Devin. Rick, all Rick Ross. Yeah. <laughs> Khaled Nirvana mix. <laughs> <laughs> you know, they do call DJ Khaled the Nirvana of our generation. <laughs> oh. That makes so much sense. In the sense that he should fucking kill himself. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Um, but yeah, 4.6. I think it's a great All mix. Right. I think it's uh, something that's unique and original. Um, yeah, so extra kudos cool. for me. All right. RJ? So for me... <laughs> I don't like that tone. Twin yeah. Peaks is a very weird show, <laughs> and I don't know if I can get into it. Uh, I've watched Devin watch it a couple times, and I'm like, this is weird. A lot of loud he just noises. just stares at me while I'm watching it, though. It's really creepy. Yeah, he watches with, me I watch it. I sit with him when he falls asleep. Yeah. And then I, it, like... Petting his head. Yeah. Yeah. And then, like, it's it the does... way I can sleep. So, I don't know if it does it on yeah, the hands-free previous... cum. <laughs> Devin thinks it's hands-free, but it's really, yeah. you know... It's, it's a homie hookup, we'll say. It's two hands. It's two hands. <laughs> but, uh... It's just it, Twin Peaks. It you know it's a weird show. It the whole mix in itself does kind of go with each other. So like I do appreciate that. Not my favorite songs in the world. Um, there's some that I like more than the others, of course. But I gave you a three point eight five. You're right. All right. Not bad. I'll take it. I'll take it. What are you gonna give yourself, Devin? Um, I really liked it. I'm gonna give myself. A 4.5 out of 5 on this. Oh, nice. Which is hard for me to do for myself, but I liked it. This is a Devin mix. Because, yeah. Yeah. Uh, this was, uh, Mike, when he said that, I was like, yeah, this is the first one that I made where I had nobody else in mind but myself. Mm, yeah. <laughs> which was, uh, and I just, I had the idea of like weeks ago to like make a Twin Peaks one. And I started off with a Twin Peaks influence songs, which there's a ton of those. Mm. Like by Bastille and I think Lord has one. Mm-hmm. 
but they're very convoluted and just doesn't didn't make a lot of sense. And then I found this soundtrack that has like all of all these bands I hadn't heard of before. And I'm like, damn, this is a, this is a very Lynchian soundtrack. And I was like, I can organize this in a five song that has like a story arc to it in a way, or like a feel arc to it, mm-hmm. not necessarily a story arc, but you know, ending like I was saying with the ending with the same song or same artist as the beginning because he's going back to Twin Peaks. Like I, I liked doing that. Right. So it was a fun mix to make rather than just like finding a genre and being like, Oh, these five songs sound good. Yeah. You know? So yeah, I liked it and I liked listening to it too. Yeah, it's relaxing, too. especially for fall. It's real nice fall music, you know? Oh, yeah. Yeah. The colors actually change out here, which is nice. <sighs> <laughs> I think they turn colors and just disappear on us. Like, yeah, <laughs> for like one day, they just fall on the fucking ground. It's sick. The mountains turn red. Oh, Pretty awesome. That's cool. That'd be yeah. cool photos. Oh yeah, beautiful photos out here. Did you find Gabby Petitos? Uh, no. Was she out there? I wasn't looking too hard either. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah. This random white girl goes missing. Yeah. Everybody cares. <laughs> Um, all right, RJ, what you got for us this week? All right, so I don't know. Okay, I don't know how excited y'all will be, (laughs) (laughs) but I had this one for like a couple weeks and it was just it was an idea, and then I based it off that idea, and then I finally I'm gonna wait till you see it. But (laughs) (laughs) the title is Caution You May Get TB Tuberculosis. Caution, you may get to be. And I'm sending it. <laughs> I think it always takes TB. five minutes. Does TB stand for something else in this mix? Let's go Mike and Devin. You may get TB. Does it stand for uh, tiny balls? Tiny, tiny balls. Tiny <laughs> I don't want tiny balls. I'm trying to hands-free come. <laughs> so I don't know how y'all feel. There's some pros and cons. I mean, hmm. I don't know what TB would be. TB. Oh, <laughs> Caution, you may get TB. Oh, this Song is- five, I love. I know that. <laughs> it's only 13 minutes. Yeah. It's a banger. <laughs> wow. We're really going to talk about MGK, huh? Yep. <laughs> yep. <laughs> now, okay, RJ, can I ask, like, do you like this mix? Like, It's it's all right. No, what? Do, it's but, all right. So you don't like all the songs on it? No. <laughs> okay. Well, we'll go through them, and then when we analyze them, I wanna, you'll see why some of them that I'm like, eh. <laughs> hey, I'm happy it's okay. 13 minutes. 13, I'm assuming quick 13 minutes. Yeah, I'm su- I'm assuming there's some pep in the step there, so I could work out to it, right? Yes, you could work out to some of Song this. five I know I love. I'm curious about that dude. Hoopla. hmm Yeah, I like I like what he's doing with some other artists. I don't know what he's doing on his own, but he interests me a lot. So I'm curious. Um now RJ curious why what the other songs is are. the Lil Wayne song not on here. Because I probably didn't know about that one. No, we Ah, oh, you motherfucker. 
could have been listening to Wheezy this she. week. Doesn't matter. I listen to Wheezy every week. I don't yeah. care. Oh, so, yeah, he's from, from outside the club. I was Y'all waiting for you in. to throw your mix on because I know like you a- got like ten. <laughs> oh, don't worry. <laughs> you better hurry up. I'll throw Forever on. It has Eminem on it too. Yeah, it's crazy. I, I watched an interview with Lil Wayne the other day where he started popping at fourteen. Is that insane? Damn. Yeah, there's like a, I think it was an MTV interview of him from like 1998 or something. He was tiny. Yeah, and he's like 14 years old. He doesn't have tattoos yet, and he's just like becoming famous. Like, he's been famous for so goddamn long now. Damn. It's insane. He's the benchmark that I have for when I tuned out of popular MTV music. I guess. I never, to this day, haven't heard a... A Lil Wayne song. I think I've heard the tougher than Nigerian hair, a millionaire, millionaire. Yeah, whatever that is. Millie. That's it. Part of Millie, it. Millie, Millie, Millie. Yeah, that's it. I think you've heard the Forever. Well, it's a collab, but uh, I don't think I would have. If it has Eminem and Lil Wayne, I think I would stay far away from that. <laughs> Can I play you a song that's going to make you come? Yeah, I'm ready. I've heard this. I can imagine. <laughs> I was doing it with my head too. Does it sound like this? Is this what it sounds like? Yeah. That's a Lil Wayne and Doja Cat song that it came out with on like <sighs> a EP called like Workout EP from like last year, or from maybe 2019. I really fucking like Doja Cat. Yeah, she's fucking fantastic in this song. Bitch, I'm a cow. Yeah. <laughs> don't go move. I just go meow. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I, I've liked every feature that I've heard Lil Wayne in. Yeah, he's like fantastic. he's featured on uh, various Chance the Rapper songs. Oh yeah, and everyone he's featured with everyone. He works with everyone. Yeah, he's everywhere. He's everywhere. Like, he's okay. wheezy. I everyone get loves him. Yeah, he's done with things with Blink. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's everywhere. Yeah, I get it now. So I'm I'm okay. I'm okay with him. I just haven't listened to an album by him. He's still DJ Khaled to me. <laughs> For now, hey man, he made the template. To what all these guys look like today? Yeah, he was the he first really guy did in change the style. Yeah, to wear tight the, pants. Yeah, to wear tight pants, have face tattoos, like yeah. everything that he looks like became what was popular in hip hop. I yep. feel like he's the grungy like hip hop artist. He's like, I want to try, like you know, I want to wear plaid, I want to wear tight pants, I want to be like you know that guy. That's different. That's because he liked liquid heroin as opposed <laughs> to real heroin. Yeah. yeah. And he made it like again. One day I'll bring out my Wheezy mix, okay, and we'll right. talk about like why there wouldn't be Tyler the Creator without Wheezy. You know what I mean? Mm, okay, <laughs> <laughs> that'll be an interesting conversation. I'm curious. <laughs> yeah. 
All right. Uh, well, yeah, you can find the podcast wherever you get podcasts. You can find us on Instagram. You can find, if you want to listen to this cool Twin Peaks mix, uh, you just got to search five song mixtape, all one word, on Spotify. And yeah, I'm excited to get into Mr. Barker himself. Yeah, TB. I am Chester the Cheetah with Feline AIDS, and it ain't easy being queasy. <laughs>